Welcome to the second listen. Welcome back to uh, another episode of the second listen. The second listen. Episode eight. This is the this is the Trevor pick that I've been waiting for from the very start. So why don't you uh, let us know what we got and a little bit about the band? Yeah. So uh, this week I chose Dilly Dally's album Soar. Um, they are a they're a four piece band from uh, Toronto, and it's uh, Jimmy Tony on bass. Which when I saw that, I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> okay, I'm so <laughs> glad you did too because like I, I just I wanted Jimmy to bring up Tony. I wanted to bring up that I thought this guy's name was hilarious, <laughs> and I'm also glad that you did. <laughs> the two most like generic. Hey, first Jimmy names. Tony. Yeah, that's exactly what went through my mind. Okay. Continue. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's uh, Ben Reinhardt on drums and percussion, Liz Ball on lead guitar, and Katie Monks is the front woman and also plays guitar. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I chose them because I wanted to get a Canadian band in here. And I, it had been a while, actually, since I had listened to this album, so it was also nice for me to revisit it. Um, I don't have too much more to say other than that. It was mixed by Rob Schnopf, I think it's pronounced, who also did uh, Beck and Elliot Smith, which is pretty, uh, so obviously has a pretty wide range of uh, music that he does. And um, it was recorded by Josh Carodi and Leon Tehenny, I think, at Union Sound Club. And uh, there's also been Tokyo Police Club, Mets, and the Beaches have been recorded there as well. So like quite a few um, well-known acts been through there. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, I'll say the album is, I'd say it's mastered. Probably like one thing I'll say right off the bat that does kind of bug me about the album is it's mastered ridiculously ridiculously loud i think uh i actually wanted to do a loudness comparison between the three songs or three albums this week but i didn't do that so uh i'll just have to take my word for it but yeah let's dive right into it <laughs> well actually before we do should uh should me and my like miles oh yeah yeah uh, feel you, free to you got any familiarity with this man because personally i have i had not heard of them until uh six weeks ago or whatever it was when this was brought to our group chat so i'm going in completely cold into this list and what about you yeah same here i had never heard of this band and that's why i was stoked and i thought this would be one of trevor's very first picks just because he's uh known to listen to some music off the beaten path and uh yeah he he had delivered on this one i listened to i listened to a bit of the second album too heaven or is that what it is yeah, yeah yeah and it was it was definitely a lot like more produced and like her voice sounds way more smooth on that and it's kind of more pop it's almost a little bit more poppy i found i would um uh but this is I only would, listening to a couple songs so. i would have to imagine that like smooth production of um, katie's voice would not be of good choice production wise no i mean isn't that kind of the draw of the band is the abrasiveness in the voice yeah well one of the songs i heard was this it was a single off that album and there wasn't there was nowhere near as much of her rough voice mm-hmm. which was kind of surprising because that's like such an iconic part of their sound and their band 
Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty big, uh, like it's a big part of their sound. I will say when I like songs on this album, um, so I'm actually curious because I feel like I did listen to Heaven a bit at one point when it first came out and then I just didn't, uh, I didn't dig it, but I can't actually remember what it sounded like now. But the songs on this album where she sings a little bit more uh, are my favorite songs and I kind of wish, um, sometimes I feel like it's she's kind of, uh like hiding behind it or like you know like sometimes i'm like uh, i'm just like oh like you could just sing a bit more like when she does actually she's sing, got a good like, voice too yeah. like a, a, like a she can have a, a more naturally pleasing voice is kind of what i mean there yeah yeah and i do like i do think it's a fa- like her voice is definitely very emotive like i think that's one thing that really works for the band um but yeah there's i would say like I do like when listening to this I do after a bit I'm just like oh man like I do kind of wish she would just like sing every now and then but anyways it is a band uh, and it is an album that I quite enjoy and uh, I'm happy to be getting right into it so Uh, song number one their single off of it Desire what are your thoughts on that Trev? Oh yeah I think this is I think this is a pretty good opener for the album first off like it's definitely representative of what's to come and it's just like the way she starts off with like yelling one, two, three, four. It's like a pretty, pretty badass way to start off an album. Yeah, the vocal, <laughs> the vocal production's really well done. There's a nice atmosphere around her voice. I don't know, the bass line's sweet. Yeah, and like throughout the album, the guitar tones are just like, I don't know. It's like if you like grungy guitars, then they definitely have that sound down on this. But yeah, I mean, it's not... It's not my favorite song on the album. I think it's a good opener. How about uh, either well, of you? Well, I'll, I'll go next because it actually is my favorite song on the album. Oh, really? It is, yeah. Um, I, I really like the the kind of call and response. Desire. I, I think that it, it's a really nice foil to the aggressive vocals. I think it's a really cool guitar lead bit that's kind of carrying the song at, at points. And it, it reminds me of... A song which I have not been able to find yet, and it was really bothering me actually, because like I was, I had an album on on the way over here when I was I drove miles here, and I could not find the song. I'm still looking for the song. I know it's by Matthew Goodband, and I can't find it. And hopefully, I'll find it and give it to you so you can put it in in post production. Really? Because I swear this is like straight out of Matthew Goodband, one of their first albums. Really? But, yeah. Anyway, uh, I mean this 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 song sums up a lot of what the album's going to be, right? Uh, like, this band definitely has distortion pedal chorus syndrome where, like, the chorus is always just going to be amped up and then they're going to yeah. dial it back. It's it's very, like, of the Nirvana playbook, right? Totally. Uh, but I think they pull it off really well here. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, the cool thing that they do, like, this is their debut album, right? And the very first thing is inner gnarly rough <laughs> voice just yells one two three four yeah. but then but then right after that goes into like a beautiful falsetto for the ooh. oh yeah totally yeah it's a good point. and it's just like you just see kind of the styles she can pull off like from the very get-go of the album which she goes into uh yeah i really like the guitar i think i think liz actually carries a lot of these songs with a lot of cool interesting leads i don't think she's she's i don't think she's like a super amazing guitar player that or she doesn't show it off at least but she shows that she can write some really cool leads yeah there's great uh great leads 
uh, throughout the album, I would say. I am going to have to disagree with both you pretty strongly. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, so I think this album is going to be interesting to go through because um, I think this is the first time any of us have, like, not liked an album. Oh, really? And I'm not very big on this album, mostly because of... Uh, who I assume to be Liz. Uh, I know Katie plays guitar too, but I'm assuming she's kind of leaving it all out on there on the vocals. So it's got to be Liz that's doing the leads. I would. I don't know if either of you actually know that, but um, it's, it's Liz on the leads. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I um I find that it's funny that Trevor, you said uh, the you're pretty into the guitar tones on this. Yeah, I really find the tone wears on me by the. I, I find a lot of the leads are with the exact same tone. And it I starts to that, break yeah. me down. And yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll try to point out where, where I'm, I'm not a fan, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm, to be honest, not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just getting into it. Uh, yeah, this will be interesting. I do oh, like... Also, um, I think she hints to the fact that she's gay in this song, in the lyrics of this song, which I ended up looking up, and she is. And a lot of these songs, she's singing about women, so... Oh, what's, what's the line that um and that's it's, it's funny because this. like so many of these songs um like i always do a read through of the lyrics of of every album we do and like this was kind of the first maybe sonic youth but like eye-opening where it's like i had no idea what these lyrics were until right now when i'm reading them just because yeah. sometimes they're hidden behind the vocal style right yeah i should yeah. have written the lyric but that i i uh yeah i i noticed the lyrics, it and then i looked it up and the lyrics are pretty uh pretty minimalist like yeah. i actually yeah, kind of you don't read into them too much no but i just mean like there's not actually yeah like i have the liner notes and they have all the lyrics except for one of the songs which actually kind of bugs me because it's the lyrics i wanted for the most and we'll i'll mention it when we get to that song but did you not just listen to them no or, i did but like, <laughs> or just look them up online i, I actually did, i didn't look them up online but i did listen to them <laughs> what a hipster obviously. if it's not with the vinyl then it's not <laughs> worth right. it eh? it's not worth it but um yeah like i do almost wish there was more there was a little bit more lyrical content like i know there's a song like they're just really short like yeah well a lot um, of these songs are short mm-hmm. in length yeah. too so but that being said, there are a few uh, there are a few gems in in there, but at least in my opinion, um, and I do like it. The second half of the solo, there's like a little tambourine that comes in, and uh, I think it works kind of like it's, again we were talking about in the past about having something that comes in just to sort of change things up a bit. Anyways, I think we can probably move on to the next song here. A ball and chain, <laughs> yeah. not ball and a chain. Ball and ball chain. And- so yeah, there is actually uh speaking of the tambourine, there's quite a bit of tambourine in this uh on this album, which is kind of funny. I mean, I always I find it funny because when I think of a band like this, I don't like think of the tambourine. No, yeah, I can't really <laughs> picture like you've seen them live, right? Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. I can't picture like this kind of music and someone's just sitting up there and no, shaking like, a live, tambourine. There is no tambourine, but there might have like uh a sort of tambourine ring, like on the hi hat or something, because I mm. I I do have a friend that has one of those. Yeah, anyways, I like this song. Um, There's a great bass tone in it. I think the vocals are effective on this one. There's sort of a good balance of, like, I don't know, this sort of aggressive style that she has. When it gets a little bit, I find, like, I like the aggressive vocals. I don't so much like, like, when it gets really mumbly, and it almost just sounds like she's hammered or something. (laughs) Well, I I think... Like, 
I think she, that's intentional because she says like, I know you're still rolling, babe. Like, yeah. someone like rolling for those who don't know. It's just like you're on drugs. Yeah. So I think she is kind of purposely doing it in like a drugged out sort of fashion. That's what I picked up from yeah. it anyways. Yeah, the, the bridge is really good when it comes in after the uh, the verse. It's sort of stripped down. There's a few weird sounds. And there's a, a ridiculous scream in this song. Uh, just like right after the... Uh, solo i think it is yeah but uh and there's like there's also i forgot about this this is actually super subtle but right after the solo too there's like it's pretty quiet but it sounds like yeah it's like a a rising synth or something i don't know what it was either i wrote don't know what it was but (laughs) it shoots from left from the left to right speaker at 206 i think yeah and it's it's really like i didn't notice it until i listened to it on headphones but uh, but yeah, I mean that's all I have to say about this song. I drew a little picture of a poodle, um, in my notes. So I don't know what that means, but <laughs> um, I guess I'll jump in on my thoughts. I don't know how to connect your poodle to this song, but uh, I do like one of my favorite parts of the song is where her voice goes so weird and it, it gets like really creepy. Everything drops out and she says it's and it, it almost gets like atonal where like she's not going for any kind of melody that's fitting the song it's yeah. just intentionally creepy and i think it works pretty well i think stylistically it's pretty similar to the first song where like chorus comes let's let's stomp the distortion and double up the guitar uh yeah and, and then the verses are a li- little bit more stripped back i think it's still a pretty solid song i don't like it as much as desire but i think it's a good song yeah i will say i do think throughout the album i noticed that the structure for each of the songs is almost there's a few that that are slightly different but it, they're almost exactly the same yeah it's like chorus uh or verse chorus solo verse like bridge like chorus solo outro or like something almost identical to that and i think it can feel a little formulaic at times miles what do you think of this song yeah i I really like it uh and like yeah like i was saying before and you were saying that she sounded weird that smoke all for me but like i think that was intentional like no, no, definitely yeah, it was, yeah. She's just doing it. Is that like, in the yeah. bridge, like, breakdown part? It's like, it's, I know you still... When it's, it's, kind it's, of it's like all the instruments way. drop, and yeah. yeah. And it's like, I'm them off of me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really like that, and she's just repeating the I miss you with that with that lead guitar yeah, going over. I totally. really like that. Um, yeah, I don't know what that noise from left to right was in the speakers. I think it was just like a guitar shot of something. It sounds like... Uh, um, just like a delay shot from a guitar. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like someone almost like banged a guitar or something. Yeah, like yeah. The back of a guitar and it just made, It sounds like a riser out. or something. I don't know. But yeah, it is It is a bit weird for sure. And yeah, that weird, the weird way they end the song with just like hitting the five notes. I thought that was kind of weird, but it mixes it up a bit. I, yeah, I had no complaints about the song. I dig it. Uh, so song three, Snakehead. Do one of you guys want to start off on this one? Well... I don't know if I need the image of blood coming from between her legs. So I'm just going to throw that out there first. I think this is... Okay, so... Like, okay, my interpretation of this song is basically it's, like, talking about uh, a woman, like, being on their period and, like, how they're, like, hormonal and, like... Yeah. Um, sort of just, like, on edge and, like, maybe pissing people off. I think it's sort of, like, talking about... I mean, like, obviously, as a guy, I can't relate to that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you should try to relate. But I think I think it is a kind of a cool like it's almost like making fun the whole like I'm hormonal and a bitch yeah, yeah, type yeah. of attitude, which I think is the point. Like Yeah, and also like if, if why not? Like if there's um like let's be honest, there is like a significant lack of of female songwriters and at least certainly in the rock world totally. it's, and so like if you have kind of this uh, area that you can write about that's somewhat unexplored i guess why not go for yeah. it um yeah on a positive note i think the yeah and my streak's over because i was way <laughs> off there but uh i think that part's really good i think that could be a chorus i actually i thought she was saying shame until i looked up the lyrics and and saw that it's uh yeah but i i think that part's like one of the high points of the album Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually thought that she was saying shame there, too. The lyrics I looked up online said, yeah, uh, in my ears right now, it sounds like shame. So I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, but... Um, it's probably shame. Yeah, it's I, I like that a lot. But that's that's my thoughts on this song. As, as I've said I, I um, at the top that I don't really like the album, but um, I think all three of these first songs are pretty good, uh, if, if, if not a little similar. Yeah, I would say they are similar. It's interesting because uh, I definitely like the, and maybe it has to do with their placement of it, but I, I think I like the last half of the album better than the first half. Hmm. Um, also, I will say the drums on this album, I think, sound pretty fucking amazing. Um, they're just like, I mean, they're super compressed and they just like smack the entire album. Um, there's a pretty sick guitar riff in this song as well. But Miles, what are your uh, thoughts? Yeah, I like this song. It's like a... I like the Liz's lead on this. It just kind of repeats over and over again, but I really like the. Like I, th- I think that's totally. kind of cool and fits the fits the vibe of the song. Uh, and I like the I like the lyrics in this. Um, she's got a callback from in the first verse. She says, "Snakes are coming out of my head," and then in the second verse, she says, "Man, this bitch is going crazy. She'll make you turn to stone." So kind of alluding to Medusa. Yeah, and it's interesting with, um, I don't know how up uh, you guys are on popular culture or our listeners are, but there was just recently a big statue of Medusa erected in front of uh, the courthouse that uh, sent, what's that fucking creepy film dude that went to prison yeah no, no, winston no. churchill or something no that definitely, <laughs> definitely not <laughs> harvey winston yeah harvey weinstein. yeah harvey weinstein anyways it's winston a statue churchill. i knew that notorious I, creep winston churchill yeah that's why i was saying it i knew i was like man this is so wrong but uh anyways there's yeah it's like a statue of medusa holding the head of poseidon i think it is and so like a little backstory here on Okay, well, it is a head of... It's like Poseidon's The head of son. Winston Churchill? No, it's a head of a god. Because there's uh, there's some lore that Medusa was actually raped by... Um, I think it's like Poseidon's son or like another god. And then the other gods basically like shamed her about it. And so the statue that's been erected is like her decapitating the person that's like, you know, her yeah. sexual abusers. And so it's interesting. I don't know if um, like Katie was aware of this sort of backstory to Medusa, but like to choose that as the metaphor for this song. Um, and it seems well, to be a clearly also, intentional reference to Medusa. Oh, yeah. 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 And I, well, I think also part of the reason she chose that is because like 
she's talking about like being crazy and yeah. hormonal or whatever but i think she's alluding to like the snakes in her head are like also kind of metaphorical for like what's going on in her head that's probably why she chose medusa yeah but i don't know that's that was my takeaway yeah anyway i thought i'd do a little pulp i think pulp um culture we're connection. actually yeah and i think um we've we've done as good of a job with these lyrics i think as we could Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't I know if agree. we want to push it. <laughs> no, I would agree. There's uh Yeah, anyways, let's move on here to The Touch. All right, so yeah, the next song we have is The Touch. Uh, I really like the drum intro on this song. I think it really... I actually kind of wish there were more moments when it just went down to just the drums because I think they sound really, really good. Yeah, there's also some really weird chip tuny like squealy sounds on like the left and right hand side it almost sounds like i i I wanted to i didn't double check this on the record which i should have because what it kind of sounds like to me is like a codec a, a codec uh problem where like um it's like a digital weird distortion thing and yeah it's because it's not very pleasing I know I've never noticed it, or maybe I did. Anyways, I did listen to this on my record player multiple times, and yeah, like I mentioned previously, the like how loudly this album is mastered kind of bugs me a little bit. It doesn't I think it gets like it's almost like it crushes things, crushes things a little bit too much, and I do um, I do prefer the listening to it off the record because I think that like the highs aren't as harsh and like it's just a little bit more pleasing and not quite as like fatiguing on the on the ears yeah I think that's mostly that's all I have to say for the most part on this one there's a cool breakdown this one does actually have a slightly different structure than the most of the other songs it goes like A, B, C, A, B, C, and then it goes to like a D breakdown, I think, and like a different thing, and it kind of ends on that, whatever, different section. Oh, yeah, and in that last section, too, there is a part where like they start out where like one gu- guitar comes in, and then sort of like we were talking in the last episode on the Winter Sleep song where they bring in the second layer of vocals. They do like a similar thing with guitars in this, where it starts out, it's like a guitar playing one riff and then like the guitar double comes in of the exact same riff and i think it ends up being like three guitars that they like bring in over time but it's like in that very last sort of like outro bit but uh yeah there's some pretty cool weird guitar stuff going on obviously a lot of sonic youth influence on this album and uh you hear it on this song for sure but um what do you guys think uh yeah i think the this is my favorite song actually uh, I, th- I thought it was kind of single worthy, honestly. It's got like the black keys drum beat to start it off with it, which is, well, which would have been really popular right now or when this album came out. Um, and I think the way that Katie sings the woman's touch part, I think it's at like 46 seconds. It's just so seductive. And then Liz comes with like the coolest lead uh, if you don't like that lead, then I don't know, Colin, because like that is such a cool lead behind that soft, uh, the soft lyrics that Katie sings there. And yeah, I think the drums sound really good in this song. Um, cool jam at the end with Katie just repeating, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I, they just get to kind of jam out for the last bit of the song. I really like it. Yeah, this is my favorite song. 
Nice. Yeah, it's my least favorite. Are you Is it serious? really? Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, I will say um, the slow part to the song or the, the softer parts, I think, are really good. The rest, I, I just don't. Uh, you mentioned you both. You actually, I'm I'm surprised both. You mentioned you like the the like the drums quite a bit, and I, I mean, Miles even the, the sound. I like, he, like well, Miles made reference to Patrick Carney of the Black Keys, who is in in my mind would be one of the last drummers you would I, want to yeah, emulate I, I, personally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I'm honestly like that's why. I was surprised I liked the song the most because I really don't like that like black key style drum beat that was like super popular. I just um, I just find that this song is really generic to me. I just Um, thought like it could have been a a really good single. I find the drum beat just like it. Okay, of course, not everything has to be innovative or anything, but I I just I find the drum beat really just like overly basic. I think. Maybe it's album placement, but like I feel like I've heard this guitar already twice on this song, and and we get it again. And that descending the is just like it. it I don't know why. I I definitely I know it's like an irrational dislike, but I really really don't like it. It seems like it's it's like lab created to try to pump me up. Okay, what I, about the lead in the chorus? I like the soft parts. Okay. Um, that is and then. They just keep going back to this like descending line, and it it I just it doesn't do it for me at all. I, I do. I, I'm but trying. That's kind to, of what this band is, though. Like, which is probably why I said <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't like the album. <laughs> like, no, yeah. but I, I have enjoyed the first three songs. Um, so like, I don't know if it's just um because it's song number four or or just yeah, I I I don't know. I I don't. I'm curious when we get to my favorite song, uh, what your opinion will be, because uh, at this point it's near the end, so I'm thinking you're gonna be like really tired of the album. But <laughs> yeah, there's um, yeah. Well, but, I mean, we'll uh, wait till we get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait till we get there. Yeah, I I do I, agree. I, I'm just curious, Miles, if we're thinking of the same lead part where it's like it's like things cut out for a second. It's like doom 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 doom. Or like what the fuck? No, I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, that, I, I think that is that the lead it's, you don't like, Colin? When no, like, I don't like the one that's like trying to pump me up and it has the opposite effect. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That like little that that gets thumbs the up. Little diddly thing. Uh, in the, yeah. The that, descending one does not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The and I also really don't like the ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah, that's uh. It's a little that. Kim Gordon for me. <laughs> I, I won't lie when uh, I think I've I might be the most well I don't know I, I think I actually enjoyed Sonic Youth quite a bit more than Miles did yeah. when I heard the one two three four at the start <laughs> yeah. of Desire I was like okay this is what I'm getting into like uh, <laughs> and, and and I enjoyed it up to this point and um, I don't know let's just keep going yeah yeah I do think it's funny like we all all already mentioned it but um, <laughs> what was that I just dropped my phone oh okay um but they do really tell you what you're about to get into. Yeah, right and off, I think that off, in, in off that way, I think it's an excellent way to start the album. Totally. All right, but let's move on to uh, Next Gold. This song might be my least favorite. I am not really quite sure. It's all right. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Um, I like the intro to it, and I think the little it's a little bit stereotypical. You could say that little walk down they do at the end of the intro. Like I've definitely heard that before yeah, in other yeah. songs. It's a nice, ch- I think it's well placed on the album that it's a little bit of a nice change of pace. Like, it's not quite 
you know, it's not just like balls to the walls again. Mm. But other than that, I don't have too much to say about it. What do you guys think? I um just because I was shitting on Dilly Dally for a while. I, I do actually really like this song, and this is one of my favorites on the album. Um, I know I, I made a similar comment in in the Rage episode where I also hated Song Four and was complimentary of Song Five, and maybe that's because it's coming after a song I really don't like. But it is um stylistically different. Like yes, it still is yeah. like mostly power chord or full bar chord based, yeah. but um. I think it's because there's less lead and it's just like, it's way more melodic than the last couple songs. Like I said, I do think it's a really good change of pace and I think it serves a, it just like doesn't do a whole, I think for me, it's like when I put this album on, it's like, it's because I want. Not this, you want the, what came before. Yeah, exactly. But I think it, as, as an album, as a whole, this song serves an important purpose. Yeah. And I think it's placed well too. I agree. Miles. Yeah. I think, the drums especially are really perfect in this song it is it, it does make it gives a different feel to the album for sure i like the like sort of ex- excited delivery she gives sometimes and she nails the falsetto who's yeah very very reminiscent of uh pixies where is my mind there I and thought. i'm gonna get to that in a few songs oh, interesting. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah the, i definitely hear uh, uh, pixies influences all throughout this album uh but yeah, I think the, the lyrics were kind of interesting. It's like they're talking about kind of getting out and experiencing adventure seem, rather than getting stuck in like seem to be about band life to me. Yeah, yeah. And and I I've heard a bit of interviews and stuff and it sounds like they just grew up in a small town in Toronto with like her and Liz. A <laughs> small town in Toronto. Or outside of Toronto, sorry. Her and Liz, her and Liz and then they moved out to Toronto and this song kind of feels like the excitement and you kind of hear it in the way she delivers the lyrics and stuff too, of of going out and and experiencing things where some people they know are just like staying around and taking the simple, easy path. Um, But yeah, I think also uh, you mentioned the thing about the Pixies too. An interesting thing about this album was they were talking about how they started writing together kind of right after high school i think it was 2008 they said oh i was gonna guess 2015 i think it was 2009 <laughs> actually <laughs> it was 2009 if i remember two, correctly two, i think it they was, said seven remember, years they said seven years before the album and the album's 2007 uh i remember and they're, uh, they're our age which would where they're my age which would have made them graduate in all right, all right, all right. I'll take but anyways so they they did say that um some of the songs might feel nostalgic and older because they were written like that long mm-hmm. ago compared to some of the other songs and and her and Liz used to write the songs kind of by themselves and I think towards I guess the I think the bassist and the drummer joined in 2014 and I think a few songs were written but the majority of the songs have been written over a span of seven years so a lot some of these songs do sound a little more influenced by earlier music or closer to that than some other certain songs on the album. And with it being a debut, like it's it's always going to have its derivative songs, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. all yeah, you know, any true. debut album is going to have some Yeah, I mean, I definitely Yeah, it's interesting. I do remember I do remember seeing them talk about how they sort of Liz and Katie started the band just after high school and and I remember them saying uh, like they were listening to Sonic Youth, Blur, and uh, 
It, it, Pixies actually weren't one of the bands they mentioned, but I mean, that doesn't mean that they weren't listening to them. I would be surprised. <laughs> but when they said Sonic Youth, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think that was like part of, again, like part of my reason for choosing this. I think it was, we were talking a lot about how uh, Sonic Youth has influenced so many bands. And I mean, this this band is definitely a a more... They're closer to Sonic. Yeah, Youth. there's a, a lot more of a direct line. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, you know, there's stuff like she's I don't just know. a better Kim Gordon. Yeah, I would. She. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I think. Uh, anyways. Uh, well, I mean, she's. <laughs> I, I, I. She's objectively a better singer, I would say. Yeah. But I. I think I almost yeah. prefer Kim. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I definitely don't. But. Yeah, I mean, I. I think they're. They're. She's. I think. Katie has her own style, to be honest, but um, it's there's definite influence there. For yeah, sure. I mean, it might it might be simplifying it a bit, just to say like, oh, it's a woman with an aggressive voice. It's Kim Gordon, or that's like, true. That's maybe true. that is a little bit. Um, I don't well, know, I, but yeah. but no, yeah, I, I I think we can all agree there's definitely yeah. influence there. But yeah, moving uh, on to the to the to the next song, uh, "Purple Rage." Um, so yeah, I guess I'll start this one off. I. I really like the guitars in this song. I really like the drums in this song. Um, this song I probably like the vocals the least on. Uh, I mean, I guess, it, you know, I say that, but it really... And I, I mentioned this, I know, to Miles before we did this podcast. Right, you're supposed to save it for the podcast, man. Well, it was just... A, and, like, I find this album is so... How much I like this album is Dude, so dependent. Put the phone away. <laughs> uh, so dependent on my mood. <laughs> um, like if I'm not in the right mood, I just uh, I don't dig this album <laughs> very much. But uh, when I am in the right mood, I fucking love it. Um, but yeah, this song I love the guitars on it. Um, I think I'm realizing like hearing it right now there's just a few parts in the vocals that kind of bug me like right at the end of the uh kind of verse when she i don't know what she says but it's like yeah 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 and it's just like wait what what did you just say there um but yeah there's a really sick bass line in the bridge and uh there's like a there's a line in the second i guess like i I call it the second bridge i don't know what it actually is what but it's uh yeah, because only in time you won't recognize the girl you've known before, which I think is like, it's, I don't know, I think it's kind of a poignant, um, it's like, I think the song is about somebody who's like pissed off after a breakup. Well, she's actually personally annotated the lyrics online. Oh, if really? If you want to look into that, yeah. What well, is, oh. well, Dilly Dally, the band, has uh, verified analysis of it on Genius.com. Oh, really? So you can look into that. It's uh, basically about personal growth and and how she is getting over a, a bad breakup breakup yeah yeah yeah, yeah and I, anyways i did like that line uh i thought it was a good one but anyways what do you guys think well i have some opposite viewpoints of you um i have lead with a frown face in my notebook because i really really dislike the lead that kicks wow. off this song i love the leads in this um, song yeah, honestly i actually i have noted that i really like the vocal delivery on the change i, I think that comes across really well um the one thing I will say though is um, in in one of these bridges, there's like a, some sort of chorusy guitar, and it is such a nice change. It's just like where has this been the whole time? It's instead of this like really 
trebly distortion. It's like you get some. No, I, I mean I love delay guitars, so that's probably why I don't like the, the lead I, on this album. I do know, I do know the part you're talking about now, and I do like that as well. It's just yeah. such a nice breath of fresh air. Um, yeah, I, I like how I like the song. I think this is a pretty good song, aside from my problems with the lead guitar. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't mind it. It's not high. It's probably on the lower half of, of if I were to order the songs, would be probably on the lower half. Um, but I think it's okay. I agree with Trevor. I like the lead on this. Um, and she does have a cool, another kind of cool callback. She starts the song off by saying, I want to change. And then the last lyric is, I want to change. You can put me on a, put me on the stage. And I thought that was kind of a, a cool, cool way to end the song. Just kind of with the, almost the exact same lyrics as the start of the song. Yeah, I actually, I do remember Ending with that, like, you can put me on a stage, I thought that was kind of obviously being a performing musician. I think it's just a good way to end that song. Like, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, so I'm just going to stop. <laughs> just going to nip. I, I like that final line. Let's leave it at that. Cut out, I'll cut out the rest of that. <laughs> All right, on to the next song, Get To You. This is my least favorite song. Oh, wow, really? I just think it's a ripoff of... Pixies, where is my where is my mind? Oh, really? Like the bass, the drums, and the guitar are almost <laughs> the exact same. And she even does these falsetto ooze. And it's just like, if I wanted to listen to, it's just like a worse version of that. <laughs> and I just, I'd rather listen to the to where's my mind i think it i think it's that close like wow it bothers me how close it is i never got that comparison i do i actually really like this song um and this is the song i was trying to find the lyrics for but they weren't on the liner notes so i just said fuck it <laughs> um but yeah i do really like the bass tone in this song i think it's i don't know i just think it sounds wicked the feedback from the solo goes right into the guitar melody coming out of the verse and i think it just like it sounds really cool how seamlessly it just goes from this like crazy feedback right into the melody um and i don't know if i've heard that before um it's a sad song and i think it like breaks up the album nicely um just just to follow up on the lyrics it's it's basically like giving some references to the weather and like i'm still trying to fight through this to get to you and yeah, I mean, I I kind of thought it was like it's about just saying like you know I'm still trying like you still just like keep doing your best you know regardless of what's going like, on. Like fight through it. There's a I really like the change at the very end, like it's just like the sliding bass. Yeah. And I think it's like you don't. This is sonically different than anything else, even though it's like in the same realm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I actually quite like this song. But there's a cool heavy bridge at 2.30. Yeah, yeah. I really like the bridge, too. Um, I also really like how in the chorus, the guitars are kind of ringing out the melody notes of the get to you before she says it. It's like it's there in the guitars. Yeah. And it brings us like anticipation to that. Um, I just don't know what this tremolo picking is adding to the song. And I would like it removed and the song would be way better. <laughs> that's that's where just, I'm at with it. I was it. just like pausing to listen very closely to it. Well, um, you don't have to because it's right there the whole time. 
But I, 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 I get it. Okay, song. Like, if yeah, yeah. It, it would be probably my favorite song if that wasn't there. It's. Uh, I think the tremolo picking adds to the texture, but uh, that's just like my opinion, man. Yeah, well, that's also just mine. I think if it wasn't the tremolo picking, then it would sound even more like "Where's My Mind." <laughs> I'm okay with that. It's a good song. <laughs> it is a good song. All right, are we ready to move <laughs> yeah. on? All right, this next song, "Witch Man." Which is apparently about uh, a friend who they all thought was going crazy. Well, which which man should lead it off here? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what a boo! What a <laughs> that was actually pretty good. I hope you didn't like. It's not that. written down. That was not <laughs> planned. I thought of it five seconds ago. Well, well done then. Um, I, I wrote down this is a great Halloween song. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording this on November 2nd for yeah. the record. Um, I like the stripped down uh, bit just before the second verse, I think it is. There's like a rhythm change in the... There's like two solos or like three solos maybe after the second verse and there's some rhythm changes and there's a the retardando at the very end is like very well pulled off um but other than that that's pretty much all i have i love the howls that are going oh yeah yeah. the wolf howl yeah 38 seconds that's like part of why i wrote it was a great halloween song yeah (laughs) um all the spanish because i don't have much to say uh i also really like the uh like the kind of tempo we change that happens near the end of the song and um i We'll say I kind of like the guitar in this song yeah, too. I, I will say it. it. I, I will say it. I like the guitar in this song. Yeah, I I really love the lead guitar in this. Yeah, it's it's nothing crazy, but like it's just it's cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, like she does that uh, consistent picking, and then it kind of slows down at the end, and she hits some really cool notes. Uh, I'm not a guitar player, so I can't break it down for you, listeners. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think she. I think her lead. And the howl is pretty much like the coolest part of the whole song, and it just leads it the whole way through. I I really like the song. I yeah, I don't think I've heard like the howl is so like is she part wolf? Yeah, <laughs> like, it works really well. Honestly, I think. Um, the only other thing I want to say is that uh, this is the first song I've I've heard bitch man in the lyrics before because she does replace witch yeah, man with yeah. bitch man yeah, she does just that uh, just a chris murphy out here just the cleverness off the charts looking at the lyrics there's oh, oh you did tw- you looked at lyrics on oh I, I did i looked at the liner notes <laughs> with all the lyrics except get to you and um they literally like 25 percent of a page maybe and literally it says like you know whatever witch man and then it just in the has in in brackets at the bottom bitch man <laughs> so then, like she just like i guess was like okay so i i go through this and say witch man and then i go through it again <laughs> yeah. but this time i say bitch man and that's uh it's it is like funny though <laughs> oh yeah it is but um one of the, the two of the lines which i didn't get what they meant until i saw that she said it was about a friend who they were like thought was going crazy and she's like she said something like i don't care what you have to do to work it out just like work it out man or like something like that and it's sort of yeah i don't know doesn't mean a whole lot unless you have the backstory for it but uh, i think we can probably move on yeah it's see we all like the song yeah i do yeah i like this song not as much as green which is actually my favorite song and uh I it's like one of those cases where like this is the song that got me into this album 
And like I said at the start, it had been a really long time since I had listened to it. When I heard Green again, I was like, oh yeah, that's why I really like this album. Like I just, this is a song I think she sings a little bit more. I want you, I want you, naked in my kitchen, making me breakfast. And then when she goes into like the mellower pre-chorus, it's like, to me, the song, her vocals are the perfect balance of singing and the emotional delivery that she does. Well, especially when it like really climaxes, right? Like, yeah. That is an intense scream when she goes, uh, when she goes for it. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna, I'm no, never I agree. Recreating that for one. me, I just think she reaches the perfect balance between that stylistic thing that she does and like sort of typical singing in this song. And I just, I like the lead. I love the pre-chorus. I just think it's like really pretty and like you get the like apparently the song is just about a person that she has a crush on that apparently at the time of uh when i read the interview which was 2015 so who knows if she's told them now but like somebody she had a crush on that she like still hadn't told uh um but yeah it's like the lyrics are ambiguous enough that like i think anyone who's you know if you've been in a relationship or like had feelings for someone it's like easy to relate to them and like maybe maybe it's liz the guitar player (laughs) yeah maybe who knows (laughs) Um, you can go next, Miles. Uh, Carlos is gonna rip my. This song's but... okay. <laughs> I I I really like the part where like the instruments cut out and then the comp yeah. comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, in the lyrics, you kind of shout out the Libertines, who I had to look up. Oh, dude, the Libertines! But they are had tight. a song. They had a song. I love you, and then in brackets, but you're green. So maybe the song is kind of. They did listen to the Libertines. That. that was another band that they mentioned. And as, then, uh, and then it says uh, there's so much brown in their veins, which I looked it up, and the Libertines had struggles with heroin. Oh, they were fucked. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, so I walk. thought that was cool that there was kind of a, a shout out to them and possibly why they called their. Song maybe she green. had a crush on one of the Libertines. <laughs> <laughs> I said I think they were all dudes. So. I will say just before Colin goes, because uh, this is probably my favorite um, line in the whole song. Uh, it's at, I think it's near the end of this tune, but it's like, um, I scrub it up with anthems ri- written for teens, which I think... Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I was, I was by really bands cool by the Libertines. Oh, is that, oh, is that a specific album or something? Like that's a song, Anthems for Teens? No, I no, think she's no. just talking about herself. Right, like, and as someone who is nearing 30 and still enjoys listening to Death Cab from time to time, I totally relate to that lyric. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go. I I think this is a really nice change on the album because um I've I've been critical of the lead guitar, which I I actually don't like on this song again. So I'll continue to be critical of it. But uh, it's it's just more of the same to me. I don't need to keep repeating it. But I will say I don't like it. Another thing that's been going on in this album, at least to my ear, is that almost every song has been based on power chords. Sometimes just straight power chords. Sometimes with like the major third ringing out. And that has gotten quite stale to me by this point in the album as well. But this is this seems like more of an open chord kind of song, where it's it's just like the more traditional guitar chord shapes rather than the power chords. And and it's if it's really effective. I like that the chorus isn't as distorted and double guitar. It's um, it's bringing the intensity with that huge scream, which is so powerful. Um, and then I, I do have written down, I'm surprised it didn't come up because we've talked about the lyricless vocal passages before where she's just going da 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 da
it's actually pretty effective in this song. It, the intensity just ramps up, and normally I'm not a fan of that, as um, has come up in this podcast before, but I actually think it works in this song. I actually remember at some point writing in my notes, you should have just wrote a second verse. Um, <laughs> I thought it was on <laughs> well, this. And that's exactly my reaction usually. but <laughs> I thought it was on this song, but maybe... I, I didn't write anything about it, so maybe it was a different song on this. I know it was on this album, because, like... This is the only oh, one wait, that no. I remember. I d- it, it is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. During the da-da-da-da-da, should have written a second verse, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Just because, like... Yeah, I, we, you don't like that. I, I don't like it. I Sometimes I do, but I think I thought on this one I was kind of like... I like it better than both the ones that came up in Sloan. Um, That's yeah. all I got. I, I, I think it's a pretty good song, actually, so no, yeah. I'm not going to rip apart your favorite song. Okay, yeah. Well... Yeah, anyways. To ice cream. Ice cream. This is, I will say, I'm pretty sure this is my least favorite song. I'm pretty meh on it. I have, like, very few things written about it. Um, There's a cool vocal double effect in the chorus. I think the second time, I probably own both choruses, to be honest. But um, I kind of wish they switched ice cream and green, too, because I think... I mean, maybe it's just because I really like green. I like oh. this song better. Oh, really? Interesting. But yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you take it away then, Miles? Oh, I just uh, I think this is really cool. Um, I really like the parts where the, all the instruments cut out and then they kind of come back in on the two. Uh, I think that's really cool. Even though at two o one when they come back it's pretty janky actually and i was surprised they kept it in because it's just like they're not all on the same page coming back in but i like the idea of it it sounds it sounds pretty powerful uh when they do that i interpreted the lyrics kind of as just like pouring so much into music and just like maybe nobody paying attention or nobody caring just uh but yeah i don't know uh i like the song a lot um, this is definitely in probably top three for me, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I agree and also, another, right? And, and another awesome lead riff I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> so many of them on the album, man. Eh? Yeah, man, just leads for days. Um, you mentioned the lyrics. Uh, I, big pet peeve of mine that has not come up yet is songs that are clearly uh, referencing writer's block, which this song does. And I, I, think, I just think it's so bad to do that. Uh, and... Like there's literally the line writing, but all my songs fell off the track. And it's just like, I don't want to picture you writing with a notepad. That's not what I want in a song. I'm sorry. I actually quite like that line. I think it's, I I wrote that. I thought the song like kind of like what Miles said. I thought it was about touring and making music and maybe not, uh, not getting the like recognition you recognition want recognition that you yeah that you might want or whatever yeah uh yeah i mean I, I and the second verse is like seemingly completely disconnected from the first as far as i could tell i guess i mean they're both about kind of powering through essentially but i i, I did have to bring that up because it's a huge pet peeve of mine um i really like the crying yeah. i think that sounds really cool yeah like uh, and and i think uh miles might have mentioned this a um, there's like going into the first chorus there's like a skipped beat where they um, they just come in a bit earlier than you'd expect and I think it's really effective no there's one at like 25 seconds or so right going into the first chorus a couple tom hits and then yeah um, did you guys not notice also that like janky come in 
I didn't actually. I didn't I'm, I'm gonna look forward it. to the po- uh, post production. Like, when Trevor it's just like one instrument is not seamlessly. one instrument is like not in at the same time. Um, also, the song is called "Ice Cream." I think because there's a line where she says, "When I scream." I just think that's kind of funny. <laughs> it's such a <laughs> random. Funny. Okay, that's I was. Oh, the only thing that I can connect it to is like when touring, they maybe got a lot of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely because there's a line where it's like I scream, and someone was like, "Oh, ice cream, ice cream." Let's call it that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I know. I'm okay like with that. that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's. I'd rather that than have the song called Writer's Block or something. Okay, well, that would be. <laughs> I would agree. That would be a pretty bad name. Do we want to move on from this? Yeah, sure. So I think I was saying... Sick song, though. I'm just, just saying. Yeah, I liked ice cream, too. Yeah. It's, nah. Who doesn't Personally. like ice cream? Um, I'm not a big sweets guy, actually. I'm more about the savory, personally. But uh, <laughs> that's a different That's a different podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I really... First of all, I'll say I really like Burned by the Cold. Um, I think it's a really sad song and, like, also... I think the thing that I like about Katie's voice is that she really like displays that you don't actually have to be a, a talented singer to like put emotion in your voice. I think she's talented though. Oh, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying she's not talented. I'm just mean, you don't, okay. Technically skilled. That's the, mm-hmm. and I'm not yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. she's not even technically skilled. I think she actually could like very well could be, but, in, but regardless <laughs> you don't have of whether, to walk on eggshells. Yeah. Here, whether, worry, yeah. whether or not she is in this album, she's not displaying like, uh, technical traditional prowess totally yeah. and that's like but yeah this song I think it's like a really sad beautiful song I would like I think it'd be so this didn't happen when I saw them live but like if they like rolled out a piano after like this like you know you, maybe it's an hour set and, like 40 minutes of just like overdriven guitars balls to the walls and then just like they roll out a grand piano and Katie just like plays this on the I don't know if that's ever happened but uh, that would be an awesome thing to see live and like Every time I hear this song, it kind of gives me, gives me the chills. And I think it's just like kind of a sad song about going back home and like feeling alone and like not really knowing why um, when you're surrounded by all these family and stuff. But yeah, like the piano is like super compressed and like very roomy sounding. There's like distortion kind of like around it. It's, yeah, it's just kind of like random feedback almost. Yeah. But um, what do you guys think about this? I think it's a great closer too. Uh, yeah, I think it's a beautiful closing song. Uh, I think if you're if you're this far into the album, I mean, you're here for Katie's voice. Like, there's a there's a bunch of other bands that can kind of. I do... mean, I'm, I'm here because it's kind of obligated to be. But but there's a lot of other bands that can like like this band never doesn't jump out as super super special, but. I mean, Katie's voice makes it that way. And I think having this song just stripped completely back and just her and and, and a piano, uh, it's super powerful. I love how she says, I'll meet you, like in a really rough voice, and then softens it so perfectly for In December. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say I really hate how she sings Burned by the Cold. Yeah, that one doesn't do it for me. But I but I think this is a really good closing song. Uh yeah. And I I think it's it's great to highlight Katie who's kind of the uh the stamp for this for this band. 
What about you? What do you think? Well, once again, again, we have a closing track that's like completely different than the rest of the album. This has happened quite a bit in the podcast already. Um, I was waiting for something like this the entire album because I found a lot of the other songs very similar, both sonically and structurally. And I mean, I could continue, but um, I don't really like the song, to be honest. I, I, um, I like I was waiting for it, but then I don't really think the juxtaposition of the intense vocals against the soft piano it doesn't work for me like I, I totally see why it would work for some people it just doesn't work for me um maybe it is because of the moments like like i also am not a fan of how burned by the cold is delivered and it's it's kind of like the what this whole song builds to but I, I i do like it as a closing track just because it's such a um i think this is the best that this stark contrast of styles in in an album like going from this one style to to such a different style in the last song and it's just such a natural calm down for the album that i do really appreciate its place here mm-hmm. yeah i would agree um well let's uh say a few uh final notes um we can just i think we've probably already pretty much summed up our opinions but i like the album i think it's definitely a mood dependent album for me um I either have to be like pissed off or <laughs> wanting to get uh, amped up. And uh, some other little fun facts here. Uh, Katie and Liz actually have Dilly Dally tattoos. And they're big karaoke fans as well. And uh, in the from what I read, this is like, again, it was like pretty old because it was about when this album was released, so like 2015. But uh, the songs they were doing... Um, that were were their karaoke songs was uh, I Touch Myself by Divinals, <laughs> uh, Backstreet Boys, and oh, I didn't write write down what Backstreet Boys song it was. But, uh, a Backstreet <laughs> does it really Boys, matter? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. But and uh, Bizarre Love Triangle by New Order apparently was one that Liz really liked to do recent at that time. Um, but I thought it was hilarious that like the first two songs that were like their karaoke songs are like these like super poppy. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was a funny little factoid. But yeah, anyways, uh, Colin or Miles, do you want to share your closing thoughts? Sure, yeah. Um, I like, I have no doubt that, uh, if I saw this band live, I would love them. Like, it would be so much energy in there, and like, I'd be right in there, right in front of Liz, going, like, Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> I love your guitar, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I just find that, um, the album does start to repeat itself a little bit along the way. Um, and the, the main offender for me is the lead guitar, which, which I just don't, uh, it's, it's highlighted in many songs and I don't find it varied enough to keep me engaged. I, again, I'm not the target audience for this really. So, um, I don't want to be too critical and, and there's definitely songs that like desire is an awesome song. I'm honestly surprised I have not heard that on the radio before. Like I think it's a killer song. I think a lot of people. And I saw, I believe I saw it had won some sort of award, maybe not a Juno, but something along those All lines. Right. So, and I totally get why. Um, I just don't stay engaged for 11 songs here. I hope I got that number right. You did. Okay. Good job. (laughs) So are you not a fan of Katie's voice? Um, well, I I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm not generally a fan of the style. I I think that there's places like desire and like, um, 
So if I told you the second album sounded more poppy and more overproduced, uh, would you give it a listen? I would be more likely to listen to this, I think, to be honest, because if 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 I'm like getting into this world, I want it to be a full immersion into this world. And that's why, like, I, I, I was I don't think ever really like, OK, I don't like the delivery of some of the phrases we talked about, but um, it suits the music. I just don't I just don't like the lead guitar. Right. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Uh, yeah, I I was stoked when I listened to this album. I, I really dig it. Uh, I've put it on a few times at home really loud and just like gotten amped up. <laughs> oh yeah, this is definitely, I get why they, I know I've complained about the mastering on it, but I get why they mastered it so loud because it sounds good loud. Like, um, I actually, yeah, when we were at Al's the other night, I was kind of regretting not putting this on because I put it on when I got home and I was like, fuck, why not put this on? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what, yeah you, we, we do need your closing thoughts, I guess. You you put it on some... Guys, you oh, threw okay. me off the rails. Sounds like this is the end of the <laughs> second <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually... Because I only listened to a few songs off the second album and I kind of made a predetermined uh, judgment just because I was so busy listening to this one. Uh, but I'm looking forward to going into that album and, and, and checking it out. Do they have three or is it just two? Uh, I think just two, but I'm actually, I'm excited to go and listen to uh, Heaven as well um, because I haven't really given it that much of a shot. I like, so hearing your comments on it, I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to put it on maybe even later tonight. This I'll, album's uh, staying on my iPod, unlike the Sonic Youth one. So. Oh, And nice. Sonic Youth stayed on mine. And um, I don't know, I, I have been looking for a place to bring this up. Although this is, I guess, like six weeks later since the Sonic Youth podcast on their release schedule. But I did, uh, Trevor had recommended Rather Rip to me. And I checked it out and actually really, really enjoyed it by Sonic Youth. So uh, if you have similar listening taste to mine for example you will not be listening to dilly dally heaven and maybe if you're looking for uh more uh more noise rock instead maybe go with uh rather rip by sonic youth uh speaking of other albums smiles you will have the next episode what are we going to be listening to Ooh, okay so I, I started off with always and then i've gone with the national you know pretty mellow bands pretty like straightforward <laughs> bands so i'm gonna spice it up and get really weird we're going to go with uh, The Voids, and the album will be Tyranny. Okay, nice. which is, and that, that's the, the Julian Casablancas fronted Voids of yeah, The it's... Strokes fame. Well, they were called Julian Casablancas and The Voids when this album came out, but since they've just changed their name just to The Voids. Okay, Cause the with, Voids, a, with, with a Z. Yes, with a Z. The Voids were not a band before Julian Casablancas, so they just put his name in the title just to gain a little bit of clout. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I have listened to that once or twice, and uh, I remember it as being a weird album, so I'm excited for that. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks for listening to The Second Listen. Uh, Miles, signing out. What about you? See you guys next time. Stay tuned for the next episode 